Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is You Are Good Enough, and I am your host, Kimberly Bell. Today, I have a really cool treat, and I am doing an interview with my daughter, Carly. So I'm really honored to have her. The idea, the intention behind this interview is Carly and I have had a unique journey together. Um, unique it was years ago. Now, I'm not so sure how unique it is because there are a lot of people struggling with healing crisis at this time. There's a lot of parents who are faced with children exhibiting all kinds of symptoms and illnesses and all kinds of things. So the intention behind this interview today is to share a little bit of my story and our story together and really help bring some empowerment to you parents, to you people I'm talking to right now who are feeling like they're in the midst of a healing crisis and they just don't know where to turn, right? Where do you go when the doctors don't know? Where do you go when you have no idea where to go? And so that's why I feel this is so important. So a little backstory on me. So I have three children and my daughter Carly was my youngest child. Carly's health seemed to unravel in literally just immediately, it was very strange. So it was the morning after Halloween um, when she was six years old. She woke up the next morning with these bites on the back of her hands, those bites I thought they were, okay? I could only imagine they were like flea bites, but her entire back of her hand was covered with these bites and something inside of me felt really sad. So looking back, I knew this was a big deal but in the moment, of course, you know, I'm making lunches. It was first thing in the morning. I'm doing the, the lunch and the breakfast routine with the kids, trying to get them out the door. And I realized that, well, I was hoping that it was just an allergy. We just needed to figure it out. And it was the morning after Halloween. So I figured, okay, you know, red dye number 40 or blue, whatever that is. So I thought, okay, we just need to figure out what it is, stay away from it, and she'll be good. Well, what I didn't realize is that that was going to be the beginning of a six, seven year journey to help heal Carly's immune system. And I learned a lot. So in the beginning of this process with Carly, of course I went to the best hospitals and I met with all the departments who bounced me around from one to the next because there isn't one place or at that time anyway, there wasn't one you know, doctor who kind of owned the whole um, project of the health crisis and, you know, sat down and said, okay, you know, this is what we think. You have to go from department to department. So I did that and I did that for a while. I did that, I'm going to say for about three to four years. And I want to back up and say that the flea bites, what I thought were flea bites initially on the back of Carly's hands, started spiraling into everything from severe swelling from you know head to toe to a point where she was unrecognizable her skin would turn bright red and she was changing neurologically it was affecting her of course it was affecting her mood it was affecting her whole neurological system and you know this went on for a long time right so looking back i know that the things that we started to deal with where I actually felt like Carly was losing her speech. So she was going back in time with her speech 
and she exhibited uh, symptoms of Tourette syndrome, sometimes very severe, a lot of OCD, a lot of mood swings, catatonic behavior, along with what we dealt with on what felt like a cyclical cycle. And I was keeping a journal and trying to, you know, take a lot of notes as to what the foods were that I felt were triggering this, that, and the other. But I think at the end of the day, this is a long journey, right? But at the end of the day, sitting here now, I can tell you it was her immune system. Carly's immune system was unraveling because there was a heavy burden upon her immune system. And when there's a heavy burden upon your immune system, your immune system starts to react to a lot of things with your environment, food, um, all kinds of things, right? And we can't, we can't know all the things that are setting our little bombs off inside of our bodies, so to speak, but that's really what it feels like. Four years into this for myself, I was becoming depressed. I was losing hope fast. Carly was depressed. I was depressed. And I literally hit a wall. I ended up actually in the hospital myself um, because I burned out my adrenals from the stress and no sleep for many, many years. So what did I do? In that moment when I hit a wall four years into this process, I had an epiphany in my bedroom. And I do feel like it was a divine intervention. As a result of that, what I realized was I had the answers inside of me. And this was my journey to figure out. And the most enlightening part of the conversation that I felt I was having was I have all the answers inside of me. So I was angry at the end of the four year cycle that I had been in. I was very angry. I was very angry at God because I, I'll be honest, I felt like this was, I'd already had a really hard life. And I was like, basically WTF is this because I've been through hell and back again. And now it's my kids, right? And so this was a big one for me. But in that moment, feeling as though there was divine intervention, I had heard these words in this moment. I was actually having a tantrum in my bedroom, to be perfectly honest with you, and screaming at myself and God, because I hated myself at this point. And I, and I was pissed at God. And during this moment that I had, I realized that I had had a conversation with who I thought I was talking to it was God, actually, back when I was seven years old. And the same words were coming to me now again when I was about 40. So I knew in that moment that it was truth. And as much as I wanted somebody else to come in and save me, because I really did, and I think most of us do, because we've learned that the answers are not inside of us, right? We've learned that we have to go outside of ourselves to get approval, to find answers, to know the truth. So this whole process has actually brought me full circle back to myself. And as I sit here now and I look back on this, this whole uh, journey that, that I've had with Carly, that we've had together, I realize there's more than one way to do things in this life. And I knew that I had exhausted all options with our mainstream medicine here in our country. And I kept saying to the doctors, every single doctor, I would look at them and I would say, and we saw about 50 doctors, to be honest with you, this is a lot of doctors. I would say to them, 
it's her immune system. How do we fix her immune system? And they just kept giving me things for symptoms. And we were starting to feel like I had, I started to feel like I had to rearrange my entire life and abandon my entire life just to help this child cope. It was all about coping, taking care of the symptoms, but nobody was addressing the foundational issue, which I knew in my core being, it was her immune system. And there's a lot to this. I could probably do six podcasts on this, <laughs> on this one journey, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of facets to it. But I'm doing this here today. Carly and I are doing this here today together to offer anyone who's a parent, who's dealing with some type of struggle and challenge, or if you yourself are in a healing crisis. I want you to know that there is another way. When you don't feel like you've gotten answers from medicine, there are alternative medicines, medical therapies that can help. I've always said there's more than one way to skin a cat. And that's very true. I love people to have all the ideas, right? All the options laid out in front of them. I want to know all the information. And then me, myself, can make that decision for myself, okay? And I will say, too, there's a lot of people who like to influence us. They give us a lot of feedback, right? If they think we're doing it the right way, they don't approve of what we're doing. And I want to say to you that the, the strongest voice that you hear every single day is your own voice. And nobody is going to be saving you in this process. This is your journey to grab a hold of, to feel empowered, and to navigate. It is up to us to navigate our own healing journey in this lifetime, whether that be emotional, physical, and the two I believe are very closely related. So that's what I'll say about that. And I wanted to, I want to turn it over a little bit now. I want to have a conversation with Carly because while I was dealing with so much that I was dealing with, of course, she was having a very different experience. And I don't think we're going to get too much into her experience today. I'm not really sure where the conversation is going to go here, but this is really to open an awareness up to parents to let them know there are other ways of doing things. Okay. There are other ways to to solve issues and problems. Carly, welcome, my darling. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Long-winded intro there. Um, so what do you think? You sit here, you listen. Carly and I have not had this conversation, really, with other people. So this, you know, this may be the first of a few, and today this is, this is our first one. So how do you feel when you hear me <laughs> recount this? <laughs> this whole uh, journey, you know, you had your own experiences. What comes to mind that you want to share? Uh, it's kind of hard to, to explain because, you know, now I'm, you know, 20 and I look back on it and it feels like a, a past time, like a, a past life. It was. Um, and it's so different now. And I go through my day, you know, I, during that seven year period, yeah. um, Every day I was in it. Every day I was thinking about, okay, when is this going to get better? Okay, I have a doctor's appointment today. Maybe this is the day. Right. You know, I would, you know, take whatever I needed to take and do whatever I needed to do, cope. I don't know. I was really stuck in that. It was this one um, continuing mindset mm -hmm. of, you know, losing hope 
and then whenever I had a doctor's appointment, maybe gaining a bit of hope and yeah. going in a bunch of different directions. And I was really in it. Like my head was really in it, but I look back on it now and I can't put myself back there. I, I don't, the I don't look at it. Like I go through my life every day now and right. I don't even think about it. And right, which it's is a blessing. It's, oh, it completely is a blessing. Yeah. This is really the first time that we've, you know, really dove deep into that time in, in our lives. Right. Um, but I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. Um, I haven't been so expressive or vulnerable about this part of my life. I so I really hope that what we talk about today, what we talk about maybe in other future podcasts yeah. will, will help people out there. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Now that you're a 20 year old woman, right? Mm -hmm. And this was kind of coming to, I'm not going to say a close, but we were, we had found the answers, right? What worked for you? What can you say to the person or the parent who's hearing this podcast right now? What would you like them to know? Let's talk to the parent. Mm -hmm. What can this parent do to help their child? So it's a complicated process. Mm -hmm. Um, it, first of all, it will depend on what the child is dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of parents I talk to today, they tell me that their, their children are, um, they have learning disabilities. They just found out about this learning disability and, right. it's, um, and it's crushing their world because they yes. think that, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate because we're not, we're not educated. Like mm -hmm. this isn't in our education to know how to deal with this. And even in parenting, mm -hmm. there isn't much education on knowing how to deal with the child with learning disabilities. And one, the, the one day when you figure out, like, I know that you had this, you, I know that you had this realization, the one day where you figure out your child's autistic, yeah. where you figure out your child has a learning disability, yeah. has Tourette syndrome, whatever, yeah. it is... Yes. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. Life changing. Yeah. And you have, you're in this place where you just have no idea what to do. And I completely understand that. And it's really hard as a parent. I will never know um, what you experienced no. when you found out and continuously kept finding out right. about all these things right. that I was dealing with. So, um, so I want to say to the parents out there, or if this is yourself and you're having, you just found out something, you're, you're just beginning your healing journey. I want to tell you that it's not going to be, uh, it's certainly not going to be easy. And there's going to be uh, a long process, but it's possible. It is so, so possible to not have to deal with whatever you're dealing with right now. Sure. It's so possible to grow out of a learning disability to help the learning disability in some way to, to um, you know, get healthier. It's just, it's, it's very, very possible. And this is a lot that we don't know because I spent the first four or five years of my journey with Western medicine. Mm -hmm. And we were really going down this rabbit hole with mm -hmm. Western medicine. Mm -hmm. We just didn't, it wasn't doing much for us. It was treating the symptoms. But where's the root cause? We need to know where the root cause is. Mm -hmm. And so I want 
I want you to know that it's, it really is possible to get your life back on track, to heal and to become a healthier being. I don't want you to, you know, discard all of that. I don't want you to feel so discouraged and hopeless. And hopeless, even it though it's feel really hopeless. Even though it's very easy. It to, is to it is way. very easy. But you know, thank you for that. And what I want to say is there are two things. When it comes to what people are dealing with, see, I think that it can be easier on other people, way easier on other people than it was for us. Okay. But it is a process of elimination to find out what works. But with the information we have right now, all the, there are some amazing doctors out there right now too. Mm -hmm. I want to say in all types of medicine that know about inflammation, that know how to put the fire out, if you will, you know, um, there are things that most of us are educated in knowing now that, you know, when it comes to inflammation, a big one is sugar. I mean, there's just some basic things in the American diet or the world diet that is a huge component, gluten and, you know, dairy, you know, those three foods by eliminating those three foods or even just taking one out, you will see some type of a change. So, you know, my hope in doing this is to help people realize it doesn't have to be, I don't believe it has to be a six, seven year journey. Mm -mm. Um, but I want to add, but I want to go back to the question that I asked you because I remember you telling me, that there was one doctor's appointment where a light bulb went on in your head and I did something as a parent. And this is what I want the parents to hear. Mm -hmm. How does a parent help empower their child? So that one doctor's appointment, we left the building and every doctor's appointment, it's, it's kind of like I just let you take control because I'm, I'm young and I don't know. You're can't really kid. talk to the doctor about yeah. So, um, you were 10 at the time. Yeah. We left and you said, well, you know, how did you feel about that doctor and, and what you're going to start doing? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, nobody has ever asked me how I feel mm -hmm. about something. And right there, the light bulb went on yeah. and my feelings were validated. Yeah. It was like, I was important yeah. in this journey. Right. And from then on, you, you continued to ask me. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what I want you parents to do. And, and this is, if, if you're just alone on your journey too, you have to know that you are the most important thing in this issue. It's, it's you. Right. Um, and if you're a parent, um, it's you and your child. I want everybody's feelings to be brought to the table and to know that you are so important um, in all of this and that you are really uh, in the driver's seat of this journey. When a child finds out, because as a child, you know, when you're young, your parents don't listen to you. Um, you know, if you have siblings and your siblings telling you, you know, it's, it's like the worst thing to not have your parents um, listen to you? And because I was a younger, I was the youngest child. I don't know. Some people would be like, oh yeah, okay. Well, she's, you know, she's the youngest in the family. I don't really know if she's telling the truth or whatever. Um, and for me to know that, um, for me to be told by an adult that I was important, that my feelings matter, that I matter in this situation was a huge turning point. 
for myself and my self-worth, which plays a huge role in whatever healing journey you're experiencing, whether you're the parent, the child, or you're on your own. It is a big factor to love yourself and to have high self-worth in all of this because that is what will change things very quickly for you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Okay. That is important. And that was a difficult, uh, although it was exciting, it was a difficult doctor's appointment for me because I was about to make a decision on doing a very um, unorthodox therapy that many would, many did frown upon. So, you know, I was, you know, I didn't know at that time I needed to listen to myself to the degree, of course, that I do now, but that's why I wanted to turn it over to you. I wanted to hear how you felt with the doctor. How did you feel with what we were going to be doing? So that's why I did that. I'm really grateful I did. I'm really grateful. I wished I had done it a few years before, you know, but you know what? We can always look back and say that. I mean, <laughs> thank God we are where we are. And, you know, people, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, we can beat ourselves up and we can wish we had done something three years earlier than we did or months, whatever it is. But you know what? It doesn't matter. This is a process and our realizations happen at exactly the time that we're able to realize them and not a moment before and not a moment too late. So part of this too is giving up the blame, the blaming of self, the blaming of people in your life who you feel participated or the doctors who participated in this craziness that you may be experiencing in your life. It's, it's all part of the journey, okay? And I believe that everybody, every doctor, every person, family member, whoever it is who's involved in your life, everyone is doing the best that they're able to do. But the key thing here is nobody is you. And Carly has said that, and I have said that too. And it's really true. Nobody knows like you do. I have been in countless doctor's appointments throughout my life with you and without you. And I didn't have a good feeling. I felt resistance. I felt like the doctor wasn't listening. Um, I mean, I've also had the opposite, right? I've had really great connections with doctors who validated me and my situation and what I was feeling. If you do not feel good with whoever the ther you know, therapist, practitioner, doc, whatever we want to call it, if you are not feeling validated, then it's time to think about making a change. Because this just adds fuel to the fire of us not feeling worthy and good enough. And a huge thing that is paramount in our healing journey is realizing that we are good enough. We do matter. How we feel matters. Everything about us matters all the way. So I think I would like to definitely mention that. You look like you want to say something. Yeah. What, what do you want um, to say? Well, I just wanted to say that maybe make it a practice to go into doctor's appointments um, whenever your next one is and to really tap into your feelings um, and your intuition about whatever is happening. Because if you go into a doctor's appointment, I, I feel like a lot of people have been here. If you go into a doctor's appointment, the doctor's telling you, you know, whatever next step you're going to take, or this, maybe this is your first one. And um, you're sitting down with him or her and what you're hearing, you know, we all get bad feelings 
maybe like in in our center in our stomach or solar plexus you know gut gut feelings you have to listen to those and that is a really big first step in you really making this your own healing journey and you really driving this i swear Mm -hmm. your gut is really never wrong it will lead you exactly to where you need to be and to who you need to be with Mm -hmm. and um no matter how young your child is still ask them you know don't keep having the lingering thought oh are they gonna know they know how they feel we're all human beings mm-hmm. it is it is something so human about us to know exactly how we feel and so just ask just ask and, and listen and really try to tune in to those things because it will lead you to the right place and I really really mean that yeah I think that's that's great I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about so many things that we could start opening up and going into, but I think I want to, well, I think I want to tie it up because, you know, the intention here was really just to help people feel more um, empowered uh, to navigate their own healing journey. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah. I was just like, like I have like three tips. Okay. Three things. Totally three tips. Yeah. Well, so three things to look at if you're, discovering that you your health is kind of taking a turn right now um, or if your child's health is taking a turn um, three things to look at that we came across maybe four or five years into our journey that we were completely neglecting mm. um, and that really uh, made a big difference oh my gosh yeah okay. so um, three things nutrition and diet mm. um, however you're eating what you're putting into your body, what your child is eating and how that's affecting their body. Um, you know, gut is a huge player in neurological disorders. The ecosystem the, of the gut right. is the a bacteria. huge component. I mean, that's really where yeah. your whole <laughs> brain, if you will, right. that health really starts in the gut yes. because of the equilibrium of the you know, the good bacteria and the bad bacteria and all those critters. It's, and, and the American diet is really skewed towards creating an unhealthy it's ecosystem. <laughs> so so it's, it's, I'm going to say this. I'm yeah. going to walk out on a limb and say it is impossible to eat our, you know, what we think of as the fast food American diet and to have a healthy gut. Impossible. So there's just too much sugar in our diet, too much, too many foreign things in the food themselves as well, that um, we need to take a stance more on gut health with probiotics. There's a ton of things. There's wonderful people, you know, doctors out there that talk about all this stuff. Um, I didn't mean to get off topic, but I did want to say that. That was, yeah, Um, no, that's a really good point. I mean, especially the foreign thing, because we're not educated on this either. Like yeah. Nobody knows that most of the, the meat and the chicken that they're buying has additives, preservatives, antibiotics, hormones, added hormones Yes, that's in true. the food that they're eating. Yeah. And we're, you know, so nutrition and diet is a huge, huge part of healing anything. Getting aware. Absolutely anything. Yeah. Genetic uh, disease. Like it is such a huge factor in 
how healthy you can become. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really, I really encourage, um, you know, you, whoever's out there to get educated. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be pounding the books every single night. Find a few articles on, you know, take the simple things that you eat throughout the day on average and maybe get a little more, just get a little more educated on those things and how they could be affecting your body. Or and what's in them. What's in them. Or what's in That's them. a big yes. part of the American diet too. There's a lot of additives and, you know, prepackaged foods, which, right. you know, most people are in a hurry and they need things that are quick and, and easy. And when we do that, unfortunately, we leave, our, leave ourselves wide open to things that are really unhealthy for us because at the end of the day, our grandmothers, they were in the kitchen, they were cooking, right? They were making things from scratch and we were using, of course, back then we had nutrients in the soil and back then we had just regular flour, you know, and the wheat plant was the wheat plant and not what it is today. And there weren't things that were interrupted and genetically altered and, and things of this nature. So yes, great, yeah. great idea. Great thing to bring up. What else do you got? Um, the second one would be uh, emotional health. Mm -hmm. So what's happening in your life right now um, that is affecting your feelings, your you know day-to-day -day mood, yeah. um, or your child's feelings and their day-to-day -day mood? Um, and how is, you know, in return, how is that showing up in school, at, at school, mm -hmm. at work, in relationships? When we are dealing with serious emotional blows, then you'll actually start to see it in your physical health. Right. And so take a look at the root cause maybe to something that you're dealing with in a physical way. And this, this literally could mean you're having a lot of digestive issues. There's always an emotional root cause. And you may not believe this because it is, it's a little wacky. It's a pretty wacky uh, idea. Um, but as vibrational human beings, um, when our vibration is lower, that's when, that's when physical ailments and disease sets in. So take a look at what could be suppressing your vibration as a being. Um, because it's very important. And emotions are, are really the, the big one. Emotions are what play into a lot of disease the, and a what lot shows of up in the physical. Disharmony in the body. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Disharmony. Yeah. Turn. Yeah. So yes, those are my three things. I like it. Okay. Yes. That's cool. Um, this has been great. Yeah. Um, thank you for taking this time with me. There's always another way. If you're struggling with something, people, and you feel like you've hit a wall, I'm telling you, if you want to change it, if you want a new answer, you'll find it. You'll be directed. You'll get some type of an inspiration because that's the way the universe works. As soon as you open yourself up to finding the answers, to getting things resolved, all of these, you know, all this stuff, ask and ye shall receive, you know, and I, you know, not to start quoting things, but it's true. And the other thing too is, Sometimes we need to go on a really difficult journey in our lives in a way for us to be broken so that we will finally realize there is another way to operate and, you know, kind of like breaking our old program. And a lot of healing comes out of those terribly difficult, sad, desperate times. But I hope that this time with Carly and I, I hope that somebody there, you out there has found inspiration or a perspective, some new ideas. 
and always would love to hear feedback. So if you hear the podcast and you feel like this is something that's helpful to you, I'm always open. Uh, I know that Carly's going to be going away to school again soon, but you know oh, what? Online. Yep, she's online. We can always get together. I know, I know. Easy enough, right? Yeah. Um, so that's it, everybody. I hope this was helpful. And uh, here's to your help. Yes. And you got this. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you.